What is up, everyone? It is your host, once again, Aaron Karanos, with the podcast, with the Main Makers Jersey. How are you doing, bro? Doing great, brother. How are you? Doing better. Recovering slowly. Good, tired, because summer classes and <laughs> all this stuff going on. I'm just, like, overwhelmed, but... Just done with it, huh? I mean, it's literally the second day, <laughs> but it's all good, to be done honest. Done with it. <laughs> it's, it's four weeks, so I'm not stressed about it yeah. or anything like that, but we're not here to talk about my classes and all that stuff. We were talking about football and what happened this weekend and how the table's looking for the final final week. So, love the chit-chat. Let's just dive into this. So, first thing that happened was the FA Cup final between Chelsea and Leicester City. Leicester coming out with a 1-0 victory, winning the FA Cup, their first ever in club history. Um, Yuri Tillemans with an absolute screamer. Like, that was just an absolute, like, worldy i like that was top bins like true top bins but i felt like chelsea could could have definitely won this game um they had better chances in my opinion that they definitely could have finished um they held most of the possession lester was mainly playing counter on them um but lester just took advantage of their opportunity and chelsea they did have one controversial thing that happened at the end so uh tell me what you think about that decision at the end of the match uh just so unlucky honestly because um you know that you know before var that definitely wouldn't have been called off sides and then you know var takes it back and then and then obviously they called back um ben Chua for the offside so super unlucky for them this was a few years back it would have been one one and we would have gone into extra time maybe even pks and it would have been a different final but uh but yeah tilema is absolute banger gave Leicester the the FA Cup win which is good for Leicester because you know uh you know as everyone knows recently promoted a few years ago won the won the Prem their first year and now a few couple years after that won won the FA Cup so kind of Leicester been up for a while well yeah but ever since they well they've been up for a while but you don't ever see this is the first time you've truly seen a team get promoted within what the last five six years yeah and to be able to win the Prem and the FA Cup that's impressive that is impressive in that's what I was trying to get to. In the time that they've done it as well. so Exactly. The time that they've done it, you know, it's been less than 10 years that, you know, there's been teams that have been in the Prem and the top flight for for, for over 10 years that shoot over five years that, you know, they haven't even won anything. So exactly. very, very impressive for Leicester. Good for them. And uh, great for Brendan Rodgers, you know. Yeah. Good for him. Um, it was just a crazy match. Yeah. Crazy ending. Uh, Chilwell barely offsides. You know, couldn't score against his former team. Yeah. So he celebrated it though. Like he, he, did, he did celebrate. It. Like it was, you know. But hey, you know, no, no love lost. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. But you know, it's good for Leicester. You know, have a different team win instead of Chelsea. You know. Yeah, exactly. I like seeing variety instead of the same teams continuously winning 100%. over and over again. I just find it boring. Right. I agree too. It's it's nice to see different. Different teams, and that's that's the nice thing about English football. Or you know, um, there's always, for the most part, I feel like different winners. There's not someone that consistently wins something, especially after like the, the, you know, the main United of Alex of Sir Alex Ferguson. That team was pretty much, pretty much dominated dominated everything. But to see you know different clubs win here and again, it makes uh, it makes things a lot more interesting. And you know, good for them, good for Leicester, good for the smaller teams. Um, and yeah, you know good win for them we'll see uh how they finish the end of the season yeah we'll see how they end of the season speaking of speaking of how they ended the end of the <laughs> season uh over the weekend there were some major 
matches that happened during the weekend that really intrigued me this weekend in the Prem. Um, one of them was uh, West Ham tying up Brighton, yeah. which basically got them out of contention for uh, a top four finish. Right. Right now, I think they're sitting in uh, seventh. seventh. Yeah. So that was a crazy match. Um, another one that was crazy was Liverpool freaking. Two one victory over Woo-hoo. West Brom with an Allison header right. that possibly saved their entire season. Right. So, what, tell me what you think about how they played West Brom in that match and what it means for Liverpool going forward from this match that's right. so pivotal for their season. I feel like this th- that match alone has basically was a picture of what Liverpool season has been all about. You know. Injuries, waiting, not waiting, but like, you know, going to battle every game, waiting until the very end to, to try to salvage something for the season, you know. it and, and, you know, it's not as if they're playing a team that's in, that's a mid-level team. They're playing against an already, or they played against an already already relegated side, which was West Brom. But, honestly, the Allison header was, was a great finish. It was fantastic. A perfect finish. You look like a, a true number nine out there, a true mm-hmm. striker with that, you know, the header to the far post, side net. I think it was a great header, and you know, you saw the the reactions after that. It was it was amazing, honestly. Um, just being able to watch that as well. It was so it was one of those things that you, you know, as a fan, you know, always you always jump off out of your seat to 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 applaud that kind of stuff. It was even if you're not a Liverpool fan, you can be their biggest rivals, but to see something that cool is it's what it's all about. So, but yeah, fantastic finish, and you know, Allison also. Um, Earlier this season, you know, he's 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 been known for the season for creating or, you know, causing a lot of mistakes that that's given up you know opponents a run at goal and stuff like that. So good to see him put one away in the opposite end. Yeah, good to see him put one away. I literally was like, wow, that was literally a perfect perfect corner. Just knocked it opposite yeah. corner, perfect header. But yeah, it was just the emotion that everyone had. Right. It was just good to see, and it was just like. Um, you know, salivating for Liverpool because right. obviously this entire season has been not what we expected from them. Oh yeah, because you know them being all the way in like eighth, ninth place, and now they're possibly could be back in the, right. you know, in back in Champions League football. Right. You know, depending on how this final week turns out, but it's just you know motivational. Oh yeah, to see that. And uh, I don't know if you if you saw his post game. His post-match interview as well, but you know he was saying, "I love football." He's like, after a crazy year and a very upsetting year because his father passed and all this other stuff, you know, it meant a lot for him to, to you know, save his team in the last minute of the game. So, um, but yeah, like you said, it's crazy because a couple years ago they literally won the Champions League, and to fall back, you know, to fall that back to potentially miss it, that would have been so bad for them. Would have lost so much money. They have so many great players on their. Uh, on their uh, on their payroll, so it would have been devastating for them if they would if they if they miss Champions League, you know, season's not over yet. So we'll see. But that was definitely a step into the into the into the right path. So we'll see what happens with them. You know, exactly. one more game left in the season. Well, after, two more, two, yeah, more. two more. Yeah, yeah they two have more. two more. Yeah, they play tomorrow, so, right? Yeah. So we'll see how they end up, and yeah, we'll see how we'll see how they end up. Um, so some matches. So those happened uh, over the weekend. That happened Sunday. Yeah. Uh, now today on Tuesday, um, we had some really really key games. One game that I wanted to talk about was uh, Brighton versus Man City. Right. Uh, Brighton upsetting the champions three to two when they were down two nil 
and they came all the way back in the second half to win 3-2. Tell me, right. so, uh, John Cancelo, but tell me what you think about uh, John Cancelo's red card in the first half. Man City essentially played 80 minutes with 10 men. Correct. So yeah. tell me what you think about that red card that he got in the beginning of the game on Denny Welbeck. Uh, I think it was clumsy. Um, obviously, he misjudged the ball. And I feel like he could have recovered. He shouldn't have taken Danny Welbeck down, really. Um, you know, because they're obviously both quick players, but I feel like Jack Cancelo could have recovered from that. And it's not as if Danny Welbeck would have... He would have been 1v1 with, with Ederson, but his angle would have been... It wouldn't have been a clear, you know, shot at goal. You know, he definitely would have had a, a pretty tough tough shot. So I think he should have just kept up with him, not bring him down. Clumsy. And, you know, it's crazy because you're also thinking about... I'm thinking ahead over for a second, but... You know, they have to play a Champions League final, right? They're already champions of, of England. So to have your team now play with 10, man, 10 men for 80 minutes, you know, that's that strains the legs as well going into the future. And Man City has an easier path, but it seems like they're just making it more difficult for themselves having to play 80 minutes with 10 men when you know that Chelsea has the, you know, later in the day has played against Leicester, uh, Leicester, you know, and Chelsea's still fighting for Europe. So so I think it was pretty clumsy. Obviously, you know, once you're in the game, you're focused. But if they would have played 11 v 11, I think the game would have been completely different. Um, and yeah, but I, for that tackle itself, clumsy should have never happened. You know, he should have timed the ball perfectly. And I feel like he couldn't normally deal with that. So, so if anything, he's probably just upset with himself. Yeah, no, I agree on that. To be honest, when I saw the replay, I don't know what, literally Danny Webber took a header. And he pretty much recovered. So yeah. I don't know why he decided to take him down. Ederson definitely had it covered, in my yeah. opinion. So I didn't really think that he should have pulled him down because, you know, obviously as a straight red, last man, straight, it's obviously a straight red card. So, obviously, you know, obviously that definitely changed the game drastically, even though they yeah. did score, Phil Foden did score a banger. Right. Um, to make it 2-0 in the second half. Great run. It was a great run. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. But then as soon as that happened, it was just... All Brighton, three. Yeah. It was all Brighton. Yeah. You you can see the fatigue legs in the city midfield. You can just see how tired they were. They were just like, you know, throwing the towel. Even though they are champions, it was just like poor performance. Yeah, definitely. And uh, you know, obviously, if they would have been through with eleven players, you know, I think would have been a different game. But you know, once you're playing for so long without with with you know a man down, it, it does wear you down a bit. So you know, sucks for them. They definitely don't want to lose going into the Champions League final though because you know it's a, it's a whole different ball game in terms of mentality and 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 what you produce on the pitch and you know games like Brighton those are the games that I feel like Pep was looking forward to 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 try some things out get some good you know rhythm some good momentum going into the final but you know a wasted opportunity really yeah, yeah I wanted to ask you about Man City's form because Man City hasn't been looking very well yeah. the last couple outings you know last three games they have not looked good. Last three Premier League games, they lost 2-1 to Chelsea. They barely squeaked by Newcastle, right. lo- winning 4-3. to three. Four three, right? yeah. And then this recent loss with the right card, losing 3-2 to Brighton. So how do you think that's going to affect them going into the Champions League final, you know, on May 29th? All right. I think it, I think it definitely will. Um, it, you know, obviously, Man City is a great team, has great strikers. Well, not strikers, great players. Um but it's it's new territory for them, you know, going into a final. Um, same with Chelsea with their players, but you know, Chelsea's been there before. They won it back in 2012, um, so they can definitely pull it off. 
um, in terms of history. This is the first time Man City's ever done it, and there's a lot of pressure on not just the players, but that have been there for a long time, but Guardiola as well, you know? Guardiola hasn't won a Champions League title in, in 10 years, so a lot of pressure, and this does affect them. I feel like they definitely have to pull out uh, an incredible performance in the next match, doesn't matter who it is, in order to get, you know, to gain that confidence back and to go to this to this final feeling amped up and ready to go. So, especially, yeah. you know, because... Uh, Chelsea has uh, I forget who they play next I feel like they have a tough game Ch- uh, Aston Villa Aston Chelsea Villa yeah Aston Villa. Chelsea Aston Villa would definitely be a, a tough match for them you know, I think Man City Man City plays uh, who they face Man City plays Everton Everton so yeah I feel like both games are pretty evenly matched up in who Chelsea and, and Man City have to play against so you know if they, if they both can pull out um, strong performances I think they'll, 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 they can both be going into the final pretty confident depending on how uh, how it all pans out for them so um but yeah, you know, I, I agree. Man City's form hasn't been looking good ever since they were crowned champions. Yeah, ever um, since, you know, that second leg. I feel like ever since the second leg against PSG, they haven't yeah. been looking good. They've been looking sluggish. Even right. though, yes, I don't understand Pep, or Pep is, you know, rotating players. You're trying right. new things. You know, you want to keep that momentum going 100%. into the Champions League final because, you know, you don't want your players, you know, morale to be, you know, down when you're going into the biggest you know, game in Europe. Right. You know, that's obviously important when you go into these games is the mental is the mentality and the uh, psychological part of the game exactly. that people don't really talk about. Right. But it's obviously major for them. So obviously it's everything they have to, you know, put their A team out. Right. In my opinion, I think Pep should put his A team out. Yeah, yeah, I think so too, you know, I think he should he can tweak things here and there. He should put his his a strong eleven out there that will most likely be facing Chelsea so that they can, you know, have the momentum like you said. And because you never know, because Chelsea's fighting for top four as well, you know. Man City really wanted, they could be kind of just sitting back, relaxing. But Chelsea's got that winning mentality right now. Like, we have to win every game as a final in order to get into the to the top four. So, or to, or to maintain that top four spot. So, you know, that, that could end up, you know, damaging Man City in the, in the future because it can just be sitting back thinking, okay, you know, it's ours. Now let's just focus, relax on, on the Champions League final. And have you know rest some legs, and, and Chelsea can be going at one hundred ten percent, and they can take that and use that psychological part in the game also in the Champions League final. So we'll see. Exactly. Speaking of Chelsea, um, massive game today against Leicester City. Right. Uh, Chelsea winning two one versus Leicester. Um, this pretty much um, if Chelsea wins next game or if Liverpool loses the next game, they clinch a top four finish in the Premier League. So about the game, um, poor Timo Werner. Poor Timo. Poor Timo <laughs> That's all I have to say. Poor Timo. What's up Werner. with your boy Timo? Yo, man. he was. I don't know. This man always drifts off sides. Right. Every time you think it's a goal, it's obviously VR reviewed handball. handball. Got a handball. He <laughs> got caught off sides. He had a PK that was not allowed. Right. I was like, yo, this man has the worst luck that I think I've ever seen from a striker. Oh but yeah. At least he put two away today. At le- I mean, well, technically one, one was a handball. <laughs> yeah, at least he put both of them away. Technically, yeah, he technically put. If there wasn't a thing called VAR, he would have had a brace this game, which would have probably been good for his confidence. But yeah, <laughs> he was just like. But unfortunate for him. Yeah, there unfortunate. Is um, but not uh, a good performance from Chelsea though. Uh, they really yeah. brought it Leicester. Um, in the first couple minutes of the game, they were just pressing Leicester. Leicester couldn't get out of their half. Right. They Leicester didn't really have any chance until you know the second half, but Chelsea just looked like they were motivated this game. Yeah. Like they were they came out strong and yeah. the high press that Thomas Tuchel had, 
just work wonders on Leicester. And, yeah. you know, I this is the Chelsea I thought was going to show up for the FA Cup final. But, you know, obviously the Premier League is more important than the FA Cup final. So Yeah, definitely. For at, least in the, at, least in this, at least in this instance, the FA, the FA the Premier League is more important than the FA Cup. Yeah, because you're fighting for Champions League contention. Correct. So it's more important. But uh, tell me what you think about the game in general and... What's your side? You know, what you saw from this game? Like, yeah, uh, very, very quiet game from Leicester, in my opinion. Because, you know, as we both know, they're, they're both fighting for that top four finish. So I thought the game would have been a bit different. Um, Leicester looked a bit sluggish. Maybe, I don't know if it was tired legs from the, from the final or what. Uh, but, but Chelsea, like you said, definitely looked the, you know, the better looking team out there. Uh, you know, sucks for Timo Werner. But luckily, Rudiger scored one in this, or yeah, had the goal in the second half. And then, uh, I forget who else, oh, Jorginho <laughs> scored the PK. Um, honestly, Leicester didn't look good. I don't, I don't think they had as many chances until until Iheanacho, um came in and started creating some things. And what's crazy is that Leicester could have literally tied the game and made mm-hmm. it 2-2 when Ayose Perez yeah. missed, that, that missed that sitter. Yeah, when I saw that, I was like... What a run by Ricardo Pereira, though. Oh, Down yeah. the line, that was such a lovely yeah. run. And then, it was a perfect pass. Perfect pass. Yeah. Like, right in his stride. And he should, just, have way, should have done much better. Way much better. He just skided straight over yeah. the goal. And I was like, if you put that on target, that's that's it. Oh, yeah. You know, he had the perfect power that, that Mendy, literally, if he, if he would have put it on target, Mendy wouldn't have moved. It would, it would have been, there was so much power behind it. He just leaned back. It was, like, right around the PK spot. That's that's three where you want, you know, a layup pass that you can just instep it to either post. And obviously a wasted opportunity. They'll be pretty upset about that. Um, but then after the game, you know, when uh, when they blew the whistle, Brendan Rodgers had a smile on his face. So um, I'm sure he's down about the result. But he's probably still thinking, "Hat, we still beat y'all in the yeah, final." In so. The final. <laughs> so, but yeah. Um, so speaking of how what this means for the league. Right. So Chelsea. So now the race for um, that third and fourth champ uh, position in the Premier League is very very tight. So right now Chelsea's in third with sixty seven, uh, Leicester is in fourth with sixty six, and then Liverpool is in fifth with sixty three with a game in hand. So based on this, um, the standings right now and the games that are left, tell me who do you think is gonna be the t- only the two teams that are gonna advance to the Champions League? Two teams to advance in Champions League. Um, that's tough. So, because you know you got Liverpool there, right under Leicester. So <laughs> this is gonna be this is gonna be really really tough. I think, and if you're asking me who deserves it more, I would say Chelsea and Leicester, in terms of the style of football that they've been playing, and you know Leicester's been the, in the top four this whole season pretty much. You know Chelsea has been playing great under Thomas Tuchel. Um, I think, you know, obviously that, you know, them beating Leicester was definitely very, very important today. And they play, I believe you said, we said Aston Villa, right? Aston Villa. Yeah, so I can see Chelsea getting by Aston Villa. Aston Villa has nothing to play for this season. Should be should be able to get the job done, which secures them the, the last few points of the season for them. Leicester, on the other hand, have to play Tottenham, who is currently sitting in sixth. And Tottenham tomorrow plays against, I think, Aston Villa. Mm-hmm. So... Tottenham still playing for something, and like I said, Aston Villa sitting 11th. They don't nothing to lose, and Tottenham season is going to be interesting because, as we know, news came out of Harry Kane wanting to leave Tottenham, but there's also six and massive points on the line. You know that can if if Liverpool slips up, 
they could be they could end up sitting in that in that fifth place. So it's it's I think Leicester has it tougher than than Chelsea because Leicester's last game of the season is against Tottenham. So we'll see what happens with that. But in terms of who deserves to be in the third and fourth spot, in my opinion, I would say it's Chelsea and, and, and Leicester. But again, this isn't anything about deserving anything. It's about going out there and, and, and catching the dubs as much as you can. And Liverpool has to play um, tomorrow. They, they? Yeah, they play. I think they play Crystal Palace. Oh, they play Burnley tomorrow. Bur- I think they play Crystal Palace and Burnley, I think. And then their last game of the season is Crystal Palace. Yeah, so. Yeah, Burnley and Chris- Crystal Those should Palace. be games that, that, that Liverpool should win. But you never know. Crystal Palace and Burnley can surprise you. Any given moment, so that is true. Um, so who do I think will yeah, be? Who do you think? I think, in my opinion, I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be Chelsea and Liverpool. Leicester's gonna sit fifth. I think Leicester's gonna get fifth. Yeah. Um, and I think, I mean, I just sit. I just think it's, I, in my personal opinion, the strength of schedule that Leicester has in the last three games was insane. They faced United last week, Chelsea yeah. this week, and Tottenham their last game. Like that's insanely hard just to begin with. And then look at the change together for Liverpool. You have Burnley tomorrow and then you have Crystal Palace. Right. So those are ex- you expect Liverpool to win, especially with a massive victory they had right. over West Brom. Even though West Brom did give them a hard time. Yeah. They were down one nil and they had to come back and win two one. So obviously we've seen Liverpool susceptible this season. But with that motivation, I think Klopp's going to rally everyone together and just win out these last two games. And, um, yeah, I think Aston Villa, they have nothing to play for. They're sitting in 11th. Yeah. So, yeah, mid-level t- mid-table team, they have nothing to play for. Exactly. Chelsea has everything to play for. So, obviously, you want to secure those points. You know, that even if you heard uh, Thomas Tuchel's post-match interview – after the Leicester game, he was like, we're not focused on anything. We're focused on, you know, Sunday when we face Aston Villa. That's the goal is to get into the Champions League. So he's going to have this his team motivated to play at their best on um, Sunday when they face Aston Villa. And, yeah, I just think Leicester is just going to come up short, even though they spend so much time at yeah. the very top of the league and they're just going to end up in fifth again. Right. And it just sucks because you want to see a variety. But – Strength of schedule, the way they've been playing, it's just yeah. you can just see it. And I think it all it all really matters what happens tomorrow. And then, you know, obviously with the with our Thursday episode, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, because you know, there are big matches tomorrow, you know. Liverpool has to play, Tottenham has to play, teams that are still, you know, in that that can still creep up in there just in case anyone slips. So I think once tomorrow we see what happens, then we'll really be like, Okay, then it's gonna it's gonna get really tough, and, and and we'll see what happens. But but I can see your way as well. Um, I don't know. I just feel I would just just feel so bad for Leicester. But then Leicester also would be a, a, a great team to, to have in Europa League. You know, exactly. they, they they didn't play uh, European football last year. This, it, it seems like this year. They, yeah, they, 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 they play. In oh, Europa. sorry, they, they played. They, they, they got knocked out. They got like knocked out. Yes, yeah, right, right, right. right. in the so, round of thirty-two. Yeah, exactly. So. so if anything, yeah, you know, this this year Leicester could have. Could have used it as an experience, you know, and then I think Europa League will still be fine. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I understand that. But we'll see, we'll have to wait and see for the um, to how that plays out. So switching gears to a more intense, oh, yes. intense league, which is the Serie A. 
what is going on in this, this league? What's going on with Juventus? What's going on with Juventus? What's going on with AC Milan? What's going on with everyone? Right. Because, my God, there were some games that did not turn out as we expected. And what happened with Lazio? Yeah, what happened with Lazio? Lazio was in this contention, and they right. just fell off. Lost they, to Roma, which was, you know, a, a derby. And mm-hmm. then they ended up dropping points against Torino. Like, mm-hmm. Torino's not in the best spot. They're sitting... <laughs> 17th place so a good point for torino but you know lazio very very disappointing very disappointing especially for players like immobile korea you know a great you know striking partnership tough for them but it's safe to say or not safe to say we know that they're out of this this fifth you know you're this european football contention this for this season at least um but yeah Crazy. Yeah, crazy. Yo, you all know it was a crazy game that happened in the weekend. Oh, my The Inter gosh. Milan versus Juventus oh game. Oh, my gosh. What a crazy, crazy game. Is that a PK on I don't, Cuadrado? I don't think that was a PK. That's not a PK. That was not a that PK. That is super soft. That was very soft. That is super soft. Perisic is just literally running, and Cuadrado flails his leg into Perisic, falls, mm-hmm. and it gets called a PK. Yeah, that was not a PK. That was not a PK at all. That was definitely not a PK. I was shocked that I was called a PK, and... Yeah, Juventus just they got lucked out this game. They did because that gave them the three points. If exactly, would have been if they only would have tied, they would have been sitting at seventy three points. You know, that would have been for fighting for anything. anything. Yeah, exactly. Literally at anything this point, that would like AC Milan or Atalanta make a mistake. Yeah, but that the or Juventus. Yeah, or Napoli, but the event that game, this game between Juventus and Inter Milan, really. I think was a changing point in the season. Yeah. Because, obviously, hell, there was even two red cards in this game. So, e. So, you know, obviously that's, you know, obviously, and Juventus played down for a good, like, amount, of a good amount of time. Because Bentecourt got a red. Bentecourt got a red card. And I, that, in my opinion, that was a red. But, oh, for sure. Yeah, it was a red. But it was just crazy because we've obviously seen Juventus struggle this entire season. Yeah. And when they need him... Needed the most, they decided to pull, you know, pull a 3-2 victory. But the PK was very soft. Yeah. I feel like it was a little bit of favoritism to Juventus. 100%. So. Has to be. I, that's what I think, but still. What I took out of this game that made me laugh a lot was when uh, Kelly scored his own goal. <laughs> and he came for a, for a foul. Yep. When he was the one tugging Lukaku down. And it came off his foot and it went in. Like, if anything, bro. You know, if it didn't if it didn't go in, a PK would have been called. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but it was really funny. You just watch it. You see him. He's, like, yelling at the ref saying, hey, you know, I got fouled. And when the whole time, he's the one yanking down Lukaku. Literally. And that, he still puts the ball into his own net. There's nothing to even complain about. <laughs> exactly. There was nothing to complain about. And, you know, that just I was, made himself look silly. He, he literally made himself look silly. But, yeah. And then, obviously, Napoli winning points. But the, the game that also surprised me was uh, Milan tying the yeah. Cagliari. Zero yeah. zero, nil nil. What tell me what you think about that game? Uh, awful, honestly. And for for Milan and what they missed out on, you know, Cagliari sitting in sixteenth place. So, you know, it's a very, like I said earlier, you know, the teams that are that are still fighting for for life, those are the toughest teams. Teams that are sitting anywhere between like eighth and thirteenth, fourteenth place, those are easy matches because they're just content with you know, okay, we're gonna be in the Serie A or in the league next season. The ones that are fighting to not get relegated, those are finals as well. So, but at the same time, you know, Milan's a much much better team, you know, especially with what they have to play for. You know, luckily they didn't lose this game, 
but they would have gained at least they would have picked up two more points and it would have been tied for second place with Atalanta you know so I think it's it's definitely because Milan is in the last game of the season against Atalanta so it would have been you know second and th you know second and third place game playing against each other and you know at that point they're pretty much um, in, in, in Champions League but it, it's a bunch of things because if it's, it's at the point where if any of them drop points and if Juventus wins and they're in and you have to look at head-to-head -head this time, so it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it is crazy. Uh, speaking of, um, you know, uh, the end of the season, the last week of the season, obviously we know that um, this weekend Juventus is playing Atalanta in the Copa Italia final. Exactly. So that's also a thing to keep in mind because um, – that's another game that Juventus and Atalanta have to play. Exactly. So, obviously, the tease tire legs is going to be a little bit of a key factor in this. But the last week of the season, so we have Atalanta facing AC Milan, which is a massive matchup. Literally, it's that game is going to determine who's going to be, who's guaranteed to be in the top four in the Serie A. And uh, there's a bye week this week, right? There, for, I think there for is. For the Copa Tele final? I think there is. Yeah. Yeah, there is a bye week. Okay. Okay, so, yeah, so they're gonna play the they're gonna play the Copa Italia yeah, final Copa Italia the final. next weekend. Okay, yeah, I see. Yeah, saying. I think there's gonna be a bye for Copa Italia final uh this weekend and then they're gonna play um in two weeks. So Right, right. Yeah, so I mean it gives them some rest. Yeah. Uh obviously gives uh AC Milan some rest, Napoli some rest, because the way this the standings are looking, we have Atalanta in second with seventy eight. AC Milan in third with tied with Napoli with 76 and Juventus in fifth with 75. So literally anything can happen this week. So looking at the head-to-head -head matchups in the coming weeks, which team do you think out of the four is going to have isn't in the best of form and will likely struggle in the last week? You know, we have obviously AC Milan versus Atalanta, uh, Juventus versus Bologna, and uh Napoli versus I think Hell uh, Verona, right. Hellas Verona. Uh, I think the team. So the way that I see it, the easiest route is going to be Napoli for me, only because Napoli, you know, they have to play against Hellas Verona. Should be a, a good dub, and then you know if they win, they're at seventy nine. Things get tricky when it's between Atalanta and Milan, because Atalanta uh, and Milan play the last game of the season, and I have to double check for Milan, but I know Atalanta. If they draw, say Milan wins this game, right, and Juventus win their game, Juventus would have seventy-eight points, and they will be then tied with Atalanta. But head-to-head, -head, Atalanta against Juventus throughout this season, Atalanta has tied and won. So, even if, even if Milan beat Atalanta and if Napoli win, Atalanta would be saved, and they would be sitting in 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 fourth place, I believe. Yeah. Um, and they and Juventus would then be out. So what Juventus does not want, or so what the, yeah, what Juventus does not want is for Milan to win this game because then they will be out. What Juventus is hoping for is for either Milan or Napoli to drop points, them win, and they secure a spot. Yeah. So, so it's it's super tricky and it's not in Juventus' hands at all. They have to win no matter what and hope that some you know Milan or Napoli drop points. Exactly. Um. So I think. In my opinion, the team with the toughest route that hasn't been playing well is, uh, I think, AC Milan. AC Milan's going to have the hardest right. route because you just drew, drew to Torino, who's not obviously a good team. I, we saw, um, obviously, Torino, they've done well against big clubs. They tied against uh, Juve um, in the, like a couple weeks ago. So, obviously, 
they have a. They tied against Cagliari. They tied against Cagliari. Yeah. Lazio was who tied against Torino today. Oh yeah, Lazio tied. Yeah, they tied against. Sorry, they tied against Cagliari. Which yeah. uh, Cagliari they haven't. Um, we haven't seen Cagliari put very much of fighting. No, they're, they're they're fighting for 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 safety. Yeah. So. Yeah, but still, obviously, Atalanta's a mass. You know, we've seen what they've been doing right. this entire season. Duvan Zapata, Muriel, uh, Gosens. Right. They've that dynamic trio has been fantastic this entire season right and i think the way ac milan's been playing their lack of ability to score yeah. is really concerning um obviously chanoglu we we know what chanoglu rebich we know what they can do but this is literally like the biggest moment of your season right can they really show up in this last game we haven't really seen that because if you go to the Europa League, they didn't really show that very much. Yeah. Against United, they didn't really show that very much. So they got knocked down in the quarters by United, right? Yeah, they got knocked down in the quarters by United. So, you know, it's... And obviously, their over-reliance on Ibrahimovic. Um, their midfield's been shaky. Their defense has really been shaky. Very inconsistent. Very yeah. inconsistent. So, are we going to get that good AC Milan that we've seen against Juventus? Or are we going to, you know... Right. See a... You know, this bad Juventus. Yeah. I really don't know... I think they're going to have the hardest time, you know, the difficult path because we know what Atalanta is. Right. We don't know what AC Milan is. Right. We've, they've been inconsistent the entire season. And I think that's why Juventus is also scared at the same time because the only thing that AC Milan has to do is be Atalanta and they're, and they're good, you know. And AC and Milan have played better against better teams and they kind of play to the level of their opponents. So, yeah, I can see Atalanta beating them. And then I can also see them, you know, Milan giving Atalanta a hard time. The only place I wouldn't want to be in is Juventus' place, knowing that they're currently sitting fifth, a couple points behind, uh, or a point behind uh, Napoli. Napoli, you know, you know they have a pretty easy opponent, but then Napoli is also a team that's pretty shaky. It doesn't, you know, you'll, you'll see some great things and you see some pretty pretty bad things. So it's just a really tough spot for Juventus right now because if, say, Milan win 1-0, right? Napoli win one nil or whatever the scoreline is. You know you've got Atalanta now that you're tied points with. If if you won, if you beat uh, who I forget who Juventus is playing last in this you know the last game of the season. Oh Bologna, Juventus is playing Bologna. Bologna, right? okay. Yeah, so Bologna. yeah, so yeah. as long as they beat them, so imagine you're, you're Juventus, right? You just beat Bologna. You just saw Milan beat Atalanta. Napoli beat Hellas Verona, and you're tied with points with Atalanta, who's in fourth, and you're still in fifth because head to head. Atalanta's tied and beat you this season as well, so. So you're saying Juventus is in the most difficult spot in term, going yeah, into the week. Going into the week only because Milan, yeah, is Milan going to beat Atalanta? Probably not. But if they do beat them, then Juventus, as long as Juventus has to hope that if Ata, if AC Milan beat Atalanta, then Napoli drops points. Exactly. So they have to if if Milan beats. Atalanta, they have to, they have to, you know, pray to God that 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 what are they called? Napoli. Hel- Napoli. Hellas Hel- beats Napoli. Yeah. Or at least ties or something. So, yeah. I would just feel more stressed out as a Juventus player, knowing that you should be in Champions League football with all the money you spent, with all the players on your roster, than a Milan team that, yeah, they'll be bummed out that they were sitting first, now they're fifth. But let's be let's be real, Milan's more of a Europa League side, not a Champions League side. Yeah. So even if they finish fifth. After they, I don't think they'll be. I don't think they'll be as disappointed because that's as where, Juventus. Yeah, as Juventus, because Juventus, that's going to make raise questions on 
where Ronaldo's going to be. Pirlo. Pirlo. Yeah. What are they going to do for managers? They have to rebuild the squad. Who are they going to bring in for transfers? Yeah. You lose a lot more money going to the Europa League than, than, you know, going into Champions League. Yeah, obviously, so. them being with involved in the uh, the Super League. Exactly, the Super League. You know, they've, they've, they're one of the only four teams. There's only four teams that are left in the Super League, which are Barca, Madrid, AC Milan and Juventus. Juventus. I think it was. I thought it was just three. I thought. I thought AC Milan was out already. Oh yeah, I think. Oh yeah, AC Milan left. So yeah, it's yeah. those three. Obviously, Juventus is down for money badly. Right. So this result would definitely be. Me- this you know if the table stands up, if Milan wins and Napoli wins, let's say they all win out. Right. That the financial aspect. Is just gonna tank. Be catastrophic. Catastrophic. <laughs> Juventus would probably have to go bankrupt at that. Possibly go bankrupt. I mean, we've seen it before. We've you seen have Juventus to get Ronaldo off the off the off the payroll. Yeah, off the off the books. They would have to offload a lot of players. A hundred percent. A lot of players, and you know, obviously, we don't want to see that, but it'll be interesting to see. It'll be cool to see. It'll be cool to see <laughs> a, a, a giant in the world of football just right. being deconstructed. Right. Just by once, by imagine all the season. backlash, you know, because Ronaldo went to Juventus to win the Champions League. You know, you got Bonucci who went to Milan, who came back to Juventus. You got Buffon who went to PSG, who came back to Juventus, who's gonna leave again at the end of the season. But you know, when Ronaldo went to Juventus, a couple of players went back to Juve because they're like, oh shoot, we got Ronaldo, we want him in the Champions League. He got knocked out what round of 16 one year, quarterfinals the next, round, this six, year, round of 16 uh, again, again, and you might play Europe. For me, there's no way I see Ronaldo staying if Juventus sit fifth at the end of the season. I agree. I agree on that. And that's just cra- this is just how crazy the Serie A is shaping out to yeah. be. And it is, we love to see it. And this last, the last week, is the Coppa Italia final, and the last week of the Serie A is going to look fantastic. So stay tuned stay- and make sure you watch these games. Exactly. Watch them with us. We might have to do a little bit of a live stream. We should. We, we should. We will. <laughs> we, we should. So that's it for the Serie A. Now on to the most disappointing league yeah. that we sadly have to talk about, which is La Liga. <laughs> <sighs> it's going to be in Madrid this year. Uh, it's going to be one of the Madrids. Uh, so, Chris, tell me what went on with Barca this weekend. Um, They lost. We, we lost. Again. <laughs> we lost. To Celta Vigo. Again. 2-1. to one. Clomain Longley got sent off. Uh... Yeah, what was he doing? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what was he doing? But honestly, you know, I lost, you know, it was it was bad enough losing to Granada when they lost to Granada. But the one that hurt most for me, because I knew that the season was over, was when they tied to Levante. Mm-hmm. That's when for me I was like, oh, it's a wrap. Yeah, there's it's it's, it, it's done, you know. That's when the league was gone for Barca. The, the hopes were gone for me as a Barca fan that they could possibly win this because, you know, Teams and other teams in the league are also scared of Madrid for some for whatever reason. They see the white jerseys and they crap the bed. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, I couldn't say the bad word, but they crap yeah. the bed once they once they see Madrid. You know, um, they're able to beat Sevilla. Was able to, to to tie Madrid. I forgot who they played after. I think it was. I forget who they played, but then they played uh, Bilbao mm-hmm. over the weekend. Oh, they face. They face. Uh, I think they face Granada. They face Granada. Granada. So yeah, Granada, a team that but always the, gives the, Barca a hard time. Yeah. And Atletico Madrid. Whenever they see the uh, Real Madrid, they get they get scared. Um, Atletico Bilbao as well, a team that can give anyone you know a hard time. They lose against Madrid, but we'll see what happens uh, because 
Real Madrid last match of the of the of the season after playing against Villarreal, who just thrashed Sevilla over mm-hmm. the weekend four nil, and who's also in the Europa League final, and fighting to sit into and fighting to get a Europa League spot. You know, so, so that's gonna be interesting to watch because Atletico Madrid they face. Uh, believe it's uh, Osasuna. Osasuna, I believe I they, they so. Believe they face Osasuna. So obviously Osasuna is not, you know. No, Valladolid. No, Valladolid. They just beat Osasuna. They beat Osasuna with Suarez's uh, goal, yeah. but they're facing Valladolid in the last match. Which yeah. obviously Valladolid, they're on the bottom. Of, they're literally they're in the, the relegated. Already? They're uh, relegated. Yes, yeah. they're, re- they're in the relegation zone. But you know, obviously, to Valladolid, they're fighting for rele- you know, get out of relegation. But obviously, they might get they're a relegated team in the right. bottom half of the league. And Real Madrid, they're facing a team who's in probably the best form. Like, the, literally the team, one of the teams that I wouldn't want to face in Liga would be Villarreal and probably Atletico Madrid. Yeah. And they're facing uh, Villarreal, which is because they beat Arsenal. They just thrashed Sevilla. They're going to play, you know, uh, a European final. European final. And there's like you said, they're fighting for a European spot. So obviously, um, Unai Emery is going to have his team focused up for this game because right. this game is literally going to determine their season. Right. Same with Madrid. So I think it's good. this game. The they're both Villarreal, finals, really. Yeah, they're literally both final yeah. games. So the Madrid Villarreal game is going to be must watch because that game is going to determine so much about yeah. what the season's going to hold for how the table is going to play out. And even the other game as well, you know, because uh, uh, let's look at Madrid via the lead, because you know they're sitting in 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 nineteenth place with thirty one points. So you know they got Elche and Huesca that are sitting at thirty three points, depending on who they play and how those games pan out as well. Via the lead, if they beat Atletico Madrid, <laughs> which would be crazy, they they, be crazy. they they could be saved from relegation. So and all the matches are played at twelve o'clock as well. So you know you can't essentially throw a game away. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, also, what we should look into as well is that finish for the last two spots of uh, of European uh, football. You know, you got Sevilla in fourth place who saved for Champions League. You got 74. And then you got fifth, sixth, and seventh. That's very, very tight. You got Sociedad at 59. You got Betis at 58. Real at 58. You know, obviously, Real has a tough, tough game for Real Madrid because it's also a final for them. They have to hope that Atletico Madrid drop drop points. You know, Atletico Madrid doesn't have to lose. They have to tie. As long as they tie, and if Real Madrid beats Villarreal, they, they win the league. And then you've got, um, you know, like I said, you have uh, Sociedad, Betis, and you also have uh, Villarreal, you know. So, Real Sociedad has to play against Osasuna, who Just almost get- caused... You know, Madrid to drop points. And you've got El Betis who plays Celta Vigo. Celta Vigo just beat Barca 2-1. <laughs> so a lot of stuff, a lot of good stuff, you know, will be going on this, this Saturday at 12. So Yeah, there's, there's going to be a lot of good games on that you have to watch. Yeah. That's going to be, you know, important for the way this league's going to shape up. But I want to go back to Barca real quick. Sure. So obviously the loss to, um, uh, obviously the loss this weekend was... Uh, Dreadful and right. dreadful for our season. So, tell me how you think Bars is going to approach this summer, based on what they've seen from the last recall four matches. Right. So the last four matches was um, 
last four matches that Barca have played was um, uh, Granada, when they lost to Granada 2-1. They barely squeaked by Valencia, right? Valencia 3-2. No, no draw to Atletico Madrid. 3-3 draw to Levante. And a 2-1 defeat to Villarreal. Was what? that five matches? That's that's the last five matches. Oh my gosh! We've literally have dropped a combined one, two. We've we've dropped that's three, six. That's uh two. That's eight, and then another three, which is eleven points. Right. Eleven points in four games. I think the toughest part, the first dagger that was into the, you know, into the stomach was when they lost to Granada, because at that point still, everything was in Barca's hands. You know, they all they had to do was beat Granada, and I think they lost that game two one, right? Mm-hmm. All they did, and they were winning one nil. All they had to do was win win that match, and they would have been in first place, and everything they would have been in charge of their own destiny. Obviously, after that, they put against Valencia, snuck by that, and you're thinking, oh, okay, maybe we can turn this around, and they don't. They lose. They drop points. They draw. They draw nil to draw nil nil to Atletico Madrid. And on that mat, in that on that game too, you saw a lot of, you know, chances that came from Atletico Madrid that game. You know, the whole first half was dominated by Atletico Madrid. Besides that one run that Messi had, the start of the second half was also dominated by Madrid. And then, at the last second, the last few minutes of the game, you have Usman Dembele who can tuck away the header and he skies it over the over the bar. And after that, you have Levante. Mm. Team right up two no at half, and you let them tie two two. You go up three two from an, from a goal by, Dem- by Dembele, and then you get tied again. You know, and then for me at that point I was like, oh yeah, season's done. And then you go into this game, which you have to hope that Madrid, both Madrid teams lose, so that you're still alive, right? Both teams win, they lose, and then season's officially over. Um, I think they. I, there will be some changes in terms of personnel. At least that's what we're, we're seeing. Um, but I just don't see that many candidates out there to take over this Barca team. Uh, Kuman, sort of sluggish, came in, had a great run of games. They were on a defeated for I forget X amount of games for uh, for you know at from when twenty twenty one started up until I think it was beginning of April. Yeah, March. when the Champions League started. Champions that- League, right? And then after that. You know, did well in the Liga, won the Copa of the Day, and then the last few games have just been awful. You yeah. know? And that's basically been their whole season this summer. But at the same time, they don't have a true striker. You know, if Dembele was a true striker, and if he had Messi feeding him balls, oh, it's a wrap. You know, it's it's game over. If he had a striker's mentality, like a like an Aguero, like a Suarez, with that pace that he had, oh my gosh. He'd be unstoppable, but obviously the guy's a winger. He, you know, you can't expect them to to score X amount of goals for you every season. So there, and then there are news that Aguero's coming to the club on a free on a free transfer. All you have to do is pay his wages. So yeah, could that help? Yeah, mm-hmm. at least for a season. At least for yeah, it'll be like a two year contract. That'll be good enough. You know, obviously getting him on free will be crucial. His his salary is definitely going to lower a lot from when he's winning at Man City. Mm-hmm. And we also have to see if, if Messi's going to sign a new contract with the club or if he's leaving. It's all up in the air. So I think as Barca, whether Messi stays or he goes, there's going to be a lot of changes. You know? yeah. yeah, I've heard rumors. Memphis Depay, he's yeah, coming in correct. to replace uh, Griezmann or Uzma Dembele on the yeah. left wing. 
Um, I've heard Xavi might be coming in as a manager, right. replace Roman Koeman. I've heard Jurgen Klopp. I've heard Nog- Julian Nagelsmann, but obviously Nagelsmann. Obviously he's going to Bayern. I've heard a Nazi flick to replace Koeman. Koeman, but it's just there needs to be a change in the, at the top in the manager position. Flick's uh, going to be the German national team coach, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 he's going to be the German national coach. But uh, La- uh, Jean Laporta was... Uh, he had he was having discussions with um those uh managers before those candidates, those candidates before um like during like as he came in oh okay yeah but in my opinion they just needs to be a whole shift yeah. i think i like how coleman implemented the youth in the team yeah i like how he did that and he brought um he brought uh mariba he brought um Pedri, he Pedri, bought, yeah. uh, bought Araujo, Araujo yeah. he bought all these young players, and he's giving them quality time. I like that about him, right. but these last couple of games have not been looking good for him. Right. Like we, our defense has looked terrible, right. and we need some... And, just, this, and, and like the biggest issue I feel like with Coleman, and I think you can agree with this as well, is the changes that he makes and when he makes them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of the changes within the like, I feel like, you know, during that run where Barca was doing great, he was making great subs. You know, he was putting in guys that were that were impacting the game, that would score that would score a goal or make or you know make an assist. Last five games, you throw in a player in there, and that player was one creating the mistake for the other team to score. So, you know, you obviously can't always get it right, but I think we all really know that John Laporta doesn't want Coleman at the club. He definitely wants Xavi, and luckily for Xavi. Or at least for Barca fans, we'll see what happens. He signed a two-year deal, but there is no clause that Barca would have to pay in order for him to come. So there's no buyout clause for Xavi as a manager, which is which is pretty crucial. Any moment, you know, Barca would be like, "Hey, man, we want you to come through." John Laporta would be like, "All right, bro, this is this is your time," and he'd be like, "All right, I'm coming." Yeah. Obviously, depending on if he wants to do it or not. But I just don't know if Coleman's going to be there or not next season, and and we'll just see where where where, where you know where it takes. But it's going to be a very very hectic season or summer window for Barca. Yeah, Whether I agree. if Messi stays or he goes, whether Ogudo comes and Depay, like you said, and they're also looking to offload a bunch of players to, to be able to play, you know, pay for those players. You know, I've seen Fidipo, you know, Brightthwaite, Dembélé, there's talks about Dembélé, there's talks about uh, Griezmann, Manglet, a bunch of guys. You know, even the older guys like Piqué, Sergio Roberto, guys have been there for, you know, that are have come from La Masia and have made a name for themselves there, it might be time for some players to leave and get fresh blood. So Yeah, I agree on that. So speak. So another major team uh, that are in talks is uh, Real Madrid. So if Real Madrid doesn't win any civilware this year... Which what, could happen. Which, which, <laughs> can, which can happen, which is a possibility. Which we're hoping for. What do you think... Uh, <laughs> it it could happen. What do you think of Florentino Perez? How do you think he's going to approach this off the summer transfer window in this offseason? Ah, it'll be tough, man. I, and the biggest, I think, like the biggest thing that they that Madrid would want to out, you know, load off would be Eden Hazard, especially with the whole incident that happened with him smiling after the the defeat to Chelsea that knocked him out of the Champions League. Um, I think they are going to try to unload him, but it's going to be tough. You know, you paid what a hundred, one hundred and twenty mil or something like that for mm-hmm. him. You're not going to get any type of, you're not going to get any of that money back. You know, you, they won't be selling him for a profit essentially. So. It's going to be tough for, for them. And there's also talks. And it's the Don Stainer if he's leaving. So 
we don't know if, if what the heck's going to happen with that as well. There's talks of Zidane going to Juventus if, you know, Juventus doesn't make it to the top five or the top four, sorry. So, um, or Pirlo, sorry. Um, so there's a lot of things that I don't know. <laughs> we'll see what happens. But uh, but I can definitely say that they would definitely want to offload a Hazard. And there's definitely talks of Sergio Ramos leaving. Uh, luckily for, for them, you know, they got a great player like David Alaba, who's going to be joining the, the squad next season, who's... I wish Barca would have gotten He's a fantastic player. <laughs> I wish. Yeah, but um, but yeah, and there's you know obviously talks of unloading uh, Hazard so that they can you know get some funds and loading a couple of other guys so that they can you know get Mbappe to come through. So exactly. Yeah, I I definitely do agree on that. That the squad needs an overhaul. I think um, Ramos. I've seen Ramos wanting to leave. I see uh, Varane. Brown's been making a yeah, lot of mistakes. Yeah. Brown's been making a lot Benzema. of mistakes this year. I haven't seen Benzema as much. But I've heard rumors of him wanting to leave, but he hasn't. But Benzema has been their key player this year. You know exactly. So he wouldn't want to leave because he's the main man. But right. obviously, if they bring in like an Mbappe or a Holland, he's not going to be the main dude anymore. He'd like, be like in Ronaldo's shadow, like he used to. Exactly. Yeah. So I do think that the defense, in my particular instance, the defense sort of needs an overhaul. Yeah. We we've seen obviously rumors that Varane. Sergio Ramos, there there might be leaving. Marcelo has to leave. Yeah, Marcelo definitely has to leave. Yeah. Marcelo, he has to go to Juventus yeah. or something like that. Because be with his boy Ronaldo. Be his, be with Ronaldo. Go ahead. I just don't even think he has the quality anymore. Yeah, he honestly. doesn't. The games that I've seen him play, it's like, bro, what are you doing? Cham- the prime example, the Champions League semifinal leg. against Chelsea. Yeah. The first leg, he looked awful. Yeah, it's like, bro, what are you doing out there? <laughs> he literally didn't. But he was it. probably the best left back in the world, without a doubt, a couple years back. So, pretty yeah. crazy. You're pretty crazy, but I, do, I definitely do agree that Madrid needs an overhaul like Barca. Barca yeah, they those two clubs need to rework how they fund how their financial right. stuff works because they've been buying a lot of bad players lately. Right. You know, obviously we know the history with Barcelona, but Madrid's all been making bad transfers as well. So I definitely do think that. They need to just offload, and they need to, you know, possibly stock up on new talent. You know, we, there's rumors uh, Erling Holland might be, he might go to Barca, he might go to Madrid. Bobby yeah. wants to go to Madrid. You know, all these big players wants to come to Barca or Madrid. But, you know, obviously you have to be wise with, you know, the players you take out and the players you put in, because right. you know, we, you know, we thought, oh, Hazard, he's gonna be a good fit in Madrid. You know, replacing right. CR7, turns out it's not a good fit. Not really. So, you know, you have to be wise with um, those uh, those decisions that you make for the club. But, yeah, I, both Barca Madrid, they need overall. Yeah, they're we, both teams that, that really wanted Super League to happen. <laughs> they both really want Super League to happen, but sadly it's not. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but also uh, I want to talk about Atletico Madrid. Because yeah. if Atletico Madrid wins the league... What does that mean for them going forward? Right. Like, what do you do from there? Like, do you keep Diego Simeone for another year since he went, he won Liga? Right. Do you keep him for another year? Or do you move on from him since, you know, you're not winning the Champions League, you're not doing well in the Coda Ray and all that, but right. you just won the Premier League, do you still keep Diego Simeone? I feel like if, if he does win the league, they might, be, they might still be on that high that, oh, we won the league. You know, let's keep Simeone. But if they choke and lose the league, I think he's going to be gone. Yeah. I, f- I feel like it's just, 
I, I just feel like it's his time. I think so too. I feel like it, he's way past his prime. He's been there for ten years. I think he needs to go explore different things, and I feel like the way that he plays his team sometimes are so outdated. But you know, we saw him play against Barca. They played well, you know. And I feel like it's like why don't they play like that more often? You know, exactly. you saw him play against Chelsea in the Champions League, and you're like thinking and over both legs. You're like, what are you doing, man? Your team is way better. Thomas Tuchel was only there for a couple months, not even a couple weeks. It was literally a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was like his second or third game when when they beat Atletico at at one the Metropolitano. So you're thinking like, okay, well this guy's been there for ten years. It was funny because you saw a guy that was at a team for ten years compared to a guy that was there for a couple weeks, and the guy that was there for a couple weeks made it seem like he's been there for ten years. So it kind of flopped in that aspect. I, I do agree. I think it's time for him to leave. Uh, I think they need to find a, a a better coach, not necessarily a better coach, but one that implements his football you know a, a more attractive style of football because you got all the talent you have a, when you look at their team and even you know three or four players on the bench you're like oh my gosh these can these guys can be starters anywhere you know and you see the kind of football that they play and how they kind of just tend you know slide by some of these teams and you're like okay you know it doesn't look good for for the amount of talent that they have so i think it is time for simone to leave but if they do win the league i think i think they might you know the 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 board and the representatives it might be a little bit on the high and thinking like, oh my god he's won the league I haven't won it since what 2014 mm-hmm. so so yeah I think they it all really depends on, on what happens but then I think they're gonna have to sit back absorb the whole thing in and not forget that they were 13 points clear of both teams and now they're only two points away exactly. from and a choke away from from, from a tie away really yeah from from letting it all slip from their hands. Exactly. And, you know, you don't know this, this future of, you know, Luis Suarez, he's on a one-year deal. Right. So, are you going to resign him? You know, he has high wages. Are you going to resign him? But, even though they're Madrid, they're not really in debt. Like, yeah. Madrid or uh, Barca, you know, they still have the wage on your, on your, you know, your wages. Yeah, let's not forget they just built a brand new stadium a couple exactly. years ago. Exactly, you just built a brand new stadium you haven't had fans, you haven't had ticket revenue, exactly. you haven't had, you know, all this stuff, all this influx of money coming in your club. And they were a team that was in the Super League as well. Exactly. So, so you know, it, you know, what do you do? Because Luis Suarez, he's gone after <laughs> this year. He might want to resign but right, we'll or see. go up elsewhere. What do you do then? You're going to have Jao Felix play up front? Yeah. You know, you have no striker. <laughs> you literally him and Correa, and Correa can hardly hit the target. <laughs> exactly. So you have really no striker, and you know it's just up for debate. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Summer's gonna be interesting. Summer's gonna be very interesting. We're gonna cover all of it on but top of Europe, of the Euros, the, and, of the, uh, Euros. the Copa America, all that good stuff. Exactly. Exactly. So, Chris, that's the end of the episode. Okay. We talked about Premier League. How do we, you know, Chelsea, Leicester, Liverpool, what we think about those clubs. Talked about Serie A. How do you think the top four is going to go down? Mm-hmm. Talked about who's under the most pressure. You know, what could happen. What do we think is going to happen in Serie A and La Liga? We talked about what's going on there. We talked about each big club and how they're going to move forward. And what was it? Got the Copa Italia. Oh, and well. the Copa Italia forgot the Copa Italia and we talked about the FA Cup how that went and what do you think about you know Leicester winning the cup right lovely to see so love to see it love to see it any final words for the people Chris no just KTP baby KTP baby love y'all stay safe and peace peace